welcome to 2021. Hopefully it's a little better than 2020, but I'm not real sure. I don't know if the worst is yet to come. Knowing my luck, it probably is. But either, either way, it's 2021. It is the hand we were dealt. It is the hand that keeps on dealing. And you can just deal with it as best you can. I know people are suffering. Uh, I've got family members and, and myself that are suffering. COVID is really bad in our state right now. So I can honestly say I, I don't know what's going on. Plus today, the Capitol looks like it's on fire. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm not wanting to come to you today and talk to you about any of those wonderful things. I want to approach you today about a case that I started talking about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And that is the death of Larry Vickers. But I don't want to get into that just yet. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to encourage you to go and find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. Subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Whatever you please. Give us some some publicity. Look us up on Instagram, Twitter. It's all the Weekly Podcast. Uh, and I appreciate that. But you know, I mean, it is uh, a little hairy out there today, especially if you're at the Capitol building. It, it does look a little nutty. But man, if, if ever, and I'm, I don't talk politics. I've got a political view. I'm just not going to share it to you. But one thing that I can say is that this country is uh, divided. And it's divided now more than ever with right down the middle. There's no, I'm saying not down the middle with people meeting in the middle. There's none of that shit. It's either far left or far right, some independence. But you, no one can have a conversation and disagree and still have that conversation. And, and we, until until we quit polarizing every everything and make it to where if, if I disagree with you on something, then you just can't talk. I can't talk to you. Can't talk to me. That that's it's it's not going to work. This whole uh, ninety nine fail ratio is not going to work. So if you know if we disagree on one thing, then it's a fail. That that doesn't it doesn't work that way. We've got to pull together, and we've got to try to get along on what we can get along with. I'm not saying agree with with everything, but we got to figure that out. But I don't want to talk politics because I, I don't. It hurts my face, and I really get irritated when people say, so "I would like to have everyone listen." And I really don't want to isolate fifty percent of the listening audience out of the gate. I honestly can't afford to lose half of who listen to me. So, with that being said, we're going to get into the crime scene of the death of Larry Vickers. Uh, it's a cold case, two thousand six. In Rogersville, Tennessee, it's Hawkins County. Um, he was found dead March in March of 2006 at eight around 8:50 in the morning. Uh, we gave specifics of some of the evidence in the last episode. This episode, I want to talk about the crime scene itself, the location of the car wash, and some different things. So we'll be right back with that. This is the weekly podcast, True Crime Edition.
All right, let me give you a little description of the crime scene itself. This car wash is a single bay automatic car wash that sits off the of Main Street. Now, this is the end of Main Street that's secluded. There's nothing down this end of Main Street. Now, if you're facing this car wash, it sits about five foot off of an iron gate or iron fence that houses all the buses that's in Hawkins County school system. So, as you're driving by this car wash, it sits about 75 to 100 feet off the main road, and it sits about five feet off of this fence of the bus garage. So, you really honestly could pass it if you wasn't looking for it because it's tucked up so tight to that fence, you couldn't see it. And it's a good 75 feet off the road. So, as you turn into this car wash, there's a side road that goes by it into a little neighborhood that is a dead end. So that is the only road that goes by this car wash other than this main street. Now, if you're looking at the car wash, you've got, if you go to the, if you're standing and facing away from the car wash looking at the main street, you go right and you've got about 50 yards to a intersection to where you can hit Highway uh, 70, I believe, and be gone. Or you can be on 11E, 11W, whatever it is, pretty quick. That's the main road if you go right. You can be gone pretty quick. Left, you've got a little bit of Main Street you've got to travel on with really not many side roads to get out of to get to the main road. So, I don't know. If you're inside this bay, if Larry's inside this this bay changing this light, I think it would be it'd be easy to say that someone could creep up on him, park, get out, come in, shoot him, and leave. Now, the gun was found tossed over the fence, so that tells me that. Because if you're facing this car wash on the right hand side, you know, that fence is, the car wash is about five foot off of this fence. So, the only, and there's no parking, there's nowhere to park your vehicle on that side. This car wash is butted up against this fence. So, he would have to make an effort if he pulled up and parked a little ways away from the car wash. He, he wouldn't be running toward that fence, is my point, to throw this gun. Unless that was his intention or if he pulled up pulled in behind the car wash come in done his business and left through the side of the car wash to get back into his car tossed the gun and went on um the only way out of there is main street but he could have made a right he or she could have made a right and been gone pretty quick um so the element of surprise, I guess it could be there, but I think you leave yourself exposed as of your way in or out. You know, if you, you're, there's really, I don't think you can pull behind the car wash and park to hide your vehicle without Mr. Vickers knowing you're there. There's no way. So, is the element of surprise there? Is it someone he knows? Um, could this person have parked, got out, had a conversation with him as he's up there changing lights, shot him? They all, you know, all hell breaks loose, the gun jams, he throws it over the fence, leaves. I don't know. So, someone could approach with surprise, but there's no way to get to the right-hand side of the car wash. It's butted up against this fence too much, so it's open on that side. There's only two ways in or out. 
That's right or left. Now, you could go back through into that subdivision, but it's a dead end. Now, this is speaking that if the, the person was in car, I don't see any other way around it unless there was an accomplice. There was someone dropped this person off, drove into the subdivision, parked. There's a, a recycling place back there. There's a lot of places you can go on foot because it's secluded. It's in the middle of nowhere. So let's, I guess the few points I want to make is the approach and the departure and whether there's an element of surprise or whether he knew the person that shot him. Hold on just one second. So that's our question. So let's look at look at the approach. Like I said, there's two ways in Main Street. This car wash sits real close to the fencing that houses the bus garage. Now, once upon a time, this was a Ford dealership that he owned. He sold the building in 2004. He was killed in 2006. So if you have an accomplice, this accomplice, I think your approach... Is, it could be anything, but you pull in, pull into the subdivision, park at the recycling plant, park down the road. I mean, there's a lot of places that this person could have went to wait on the subject to return. Now, where the gun is thrown, it looks like to me, the suspect ran behind the building because... At the front of the car wash, now can try to visualize, and I got a video on our Instagram. Visualize this car wash sits about five foot off of this fence. You've got about 20 foot of the fence in front of the car wash and say 40 foot of the fence behind the car wash running straight down. So depending on where the gun was found, I don't know this information, he could have just been running toward the main road, got in the car and left. I think that's risky because you run the chance of running into someone passing by on this road, whether it be at 11 o'clock at night or not. Although at 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be fairly secluded in this part of Rogersville at that time of night. So, it's either the element of surprise, or he knew who he was talking to and felt no fear until the time that he was shot. But why throw the gun over the fence, knowing it's going to be found? All the markings were off of it, so it couldn't be traced back to someone. It's like a throwaway, almost like a professional hit, really. And it does have professional hit kind of on it, except the fact that the gun jams, they dropped the, the magazine into the grate inside the car wash. I feel like maybe the, the getaway says accomplice, just because there's no way to pull up to this car wash and pull right up on it without being seen. Now, if he's in it, it's not that big of a car wash. Now, if he's in it, he's working, someone could stop a few feet away, but I feel like they run the risk of being seen. You can pull in behind the car wash. It's a dead-end road. There's nowhere to go, and he's going to see you. So what's the best approach here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure why they tossed the gun. But the location is, is odd. I mean... The way it came about and the location of it, I think the location, and we're talking about the crime scene today, says a lot. 
because it says a lot about, you know, if you're planning a crime or you're doing a crime, your approach, your departure, your getaway, all these things come into play. So, the approach to me is just as, just as important as the departure because you, and maybe the departure more so than the approach, but in order to have the element of surprise or in order to have be able to pull this off, you don't want to get caught if you're the criminal. So I think the location is car wash says a lot. I think it says that there's an accomplice here. I think he has to have someone drop him off a little bit of distance away from the car wash. I think this accomplice has a ways to say it's not that far away. So obviously can watch to see if anything's coming. You know, okay, it's clear to go. Or they know it's clear and it's all set, you know, within a... This could all have been done in 15 seconds. So he runs up, shoots, the gun jams. He panics, has to get out of there because, hey, my guy's passing by right now, runs out of the front of the car wash, tosses the gun, gets in the car, and he's gone. If they're going east... I'm sorry, north, uh, east, um, they've got two outs right there pretty quick, and they can be in the middle of nowhere real fast. Other way, they've got to go kind of right at the edge of town where there's a food city, uh, Hardee's, several things, and they only can go one one of two ways. Uh, they can keep going down Main Street, or they can make a ride and get up to the main road, which is a four-lane. Um uh, Tossing the gun is a, they wanted to find the gun. They knew it couldn't be tied back to them. I don't think the gun was meant to jam, obviously. I don't think the magazine was meant to fall out in the car wash itself. Um, I think the question is, did he know the killer or did, was, it a, was it a complete surprise? I feel like, is there accomplices or not? These are questions I feel like that this crime scene can, can help answer. And we're going to walk through this, what information we have. And we're going to talk about it in depth in a few other episodes, but take a look at that video and see what you think about the crime scene, about where it was, where, where this happened, uh, and what you think about the, the entrance of the killer, uh, whether he was known to the, the, the victim or unknown, the exit of the killer, the direction he went, what would make sense. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he knew his, his routine. There has, there has to be some kind of plan I think here, I don't think this is just random. I think that this man was at this car wash probably at this time every night. He might have been up to no good. He might have not. I don't know. We're digging into that now just to kind of find a motive of who would want to do this to him. But right now we're talking about the crime scene, the car wash itself. It's, it sits in an odd place. It is secluded to a certain degree because when I drove up to it the other day, you almost can't see it unless you're looking for it. It's butted up so tight to that fence and it's not that big, and it's about 100 foot off the main road. So it is, there, is, there can be an element of surprise there. Well, it's probably 75 feet off the main road to a certain degree. But I think the buses being there make it more secluded because it's five, literally five feet off of a fence uh, uh, that you know goes around a lot that has 30, 40, 50 school buses in it, which helps seclude and hide that car wash and at this time in 2006 this property was the bus garage and, and buses were there so I think that helped in order to seclude 
the 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 approach or the departure of the of the of the perpetrator. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll we'll tie up some more loose ends here on the crime scene. This is the weekly podcast. Thank you. In March of 2006, local businessman Larry Vickers was found in his truck, soaking wet, shot one time in the torso, and locked in his truck parked next to his car wash in Rogersville, Tennessee. Inside the bay of this automatic one-bay car wash, they found a ladder, or they found that he was working on a lot, which in turn, with the autopsy, had found that there was an upward trajectory of the bullet which insinuated that he was on this ladder while he was shot from someone standing on the ground. There is blood found inside the car wash bay. He spoke to several members of his family or his friends that night around 11. There is a receipt found in his possession dated 1054 where he had worked on the cash machine at that car wash. Around 9 o'clock the next morning, he was found unresponsive, dead, soaking wet, locked inside his truck, sitting next to this car wash. Inside the bay was, other than blood, they found the magazine to a gun inside the grate of a drainage drainage system inside the car wash. Across the fence, about 5 feet away, is the bus garage. Over the fence was the weapon that went to this magazine. All the markings were filed off. There was no way to report it being anybody's. Uh, Several pieces of evidence were taken out of the truck, and the truck itself was processed. Nothing has ever come of this case. It's been 14 years. I want to highlight a few of the points we made last week, and we're still digging into this case. Today we talked about the crime scene, the location, the approach, the departure, the suspects. Was there an accomplice? But here's some of the highlights that we know about the case. Upward trajectory of the bullet, stating that the gunman was on the ground, Mr. Vickers was on the ladder, there's blood found in the car wash. In the grate inside the car wash is the magazine found that goes with the gun that is found across the fence. There is a casing jammed in the gun and a live round jammed in the bottom, or there's a live round and a casing jammed. The gun jammed, and I think in a, a panic to fix it, they dropped the magazine in the grate inside the bay. The gun is tossed across the fence. Uh, markings are shaved off. There's no way to identify it. Uh, and that is about it. He is locked in his truck. He is wet. Being wet doesn't surprise me. He falls. He's in the car wash. The gun jams. The shooter freaks. He leaves. Mr. Vickers is still alive, but he's rolling around inside the car wash. He gets up, makes it to his truck, and locks himself in only to sit there and die. His cell phone is never found. Was it taken? Was it dropped? He couldn't find it. But we know it's taken because it's never found at the scene. So the shooter takes the time to take the cell phone, 
or do they come back later that night because they're not sure if Mr. Vickers is killed because they had to shoot him once and uh, the gun jams and they come back and get the cell phone then. We've spoke about the crime scene being revisited by the shooter a second time just trying to follow up on where he effed up and the gun jammed to making sure Mr. Vickers is dead. Did he come back the second time, pick him up out of the car wash, put him in his truck, lock the door to conceal their crime even further? Might be easier if somebody drove by, if they see a body laying there. Did he crawl out of the car wash and make it to the to the um, parking lot? There's a lot of questions, and there's zero answers. We're going to try to find some answers. So keep listening. We're going to keep digging. I hope this has helped you some. I hope you found it interesting. It is an odd case to me. It is strange. Was he into something? Did he have a, 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 a mad husband, a spouse, a businessman? A, did he do a bad deal? What happened at this crime scene? What happened at this car wash? There, there, there's a couple of things that are odd to me. I think the fact that he was shot uh, upward trajectory, the gun jams, the magazines in the bay, the guns across the fence, he's wet, he's locked in his truck, and his phone is gone. We're going to try to find answers to these questions. So stay tuned, listen in. We're going to have another episode here in the, the next week, and we're going to dig into some people that, that knew him. We're going to talk to some members of some friends. We're, we've been working on it. We're sorry there's a little bit of delay in between the, the podcast. But listen to this podcast. I'll give you an idea of the crime scene itself. Go to our Instagram. Look at the video. Subscribe, rate, review. We thank you. This is another episode of Duh Weekly Podcast, True Crime Edition. Thanks. Have a great day.